Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega and hopefully you can hear me this time. Uh, I'm really sorry about last week. Um, my desktop PC apparently hates all of humanity. Perhaps I should reconsider my habit of naming my computers after Decepticons. Uh, I don't know. But uh, thank you to everybody who sent me positive messages after I got really upset last week. Um, I hate letting you guys down. Um, so it, it really bothers me when I'm not able to fulfill my obligations, so... But let's proceed anyway. So, um, with the release of Cyberpunk 2077 being, uh, so... As it is... Let's leave that there. That got me thinking about what other tabletop RPGs and games were also given the video game treatment. And, more specifically, which ones were available on... Sega consoles. Now I'm going to start with a game that follows a kind of similar vein to Cyberpunk uh, and that's Shadowrun. For those who haven't heard of this before, it's Cyberpunk but with magic. So it's a little confusing but it's actually got a really interesting background. Um, So there are not one, but two games on Sega consoles that are both just titled as Shadowrun, which made finding some of the music for this interesting, in inverted commas. The first was released in 1994 for the Genesis, and no, before anyone starts, not the Mega Drive, because it was not released outside North America. It was produced by a company called Blue Sky Software, which is a name that sounds vaguely familiar, and this game sees you playing as a character called Joshua, who is out to avenge the death of his brother. So, so far, so standard uh, video game protagonist thing. Uh, Michael, along with a bunch of other Shadowrunners, who were killed by unknown forces. So Joshua finds out about this when one of the Shane slain Shadowrunner Cyber Eyes, ooh, was still recording the event, and this recording found its way to the media, who then ran the story on the national news. Electra Bigel is saying Blue Sky was the creators of Vectorman, um, and yeah, I knew it sounded familiar. Um, Nicholas is saying, how come you never asked me to help you find music? It makes me offended. Uh, because last week when I was actually assembling the um, playlist for this, I was in a massive hurry because I was trying to uh, make the computer work. I failed. I did find some music in the end though, so it was interesting. Uh, where was I? Um, yeah, the game plays in third person and your fights are done in real time, so you don't get to pause and debate your moves as you would do in the tabletop version. Those of you who have played games in this way know that an action which takes a few minutes could take much longer as you need your fellow players to bicker on what the best course of action should be. This can take between a few seconds to most of a game session. I speak from experience. 
Uh, Multiclass Geek can probably tell you a great deal more because he is a massive role player. This, however, being a single player game, you don't have to worry too much about arguing with your fellow players. Let's see what the forum is saying. Well, the Discord is saying. Uh, Multiclass Geek is saying that he preferred the SNES version of Shadowrun. Um, yeah, I did find the music for the SNES version. Uh, it sounds pretty different to the, uh, the Mega Drive version. Uh, oh, people are still saying nice things about what happened last week. That's very... That's... <laughs> Grateful? Shush. Right, let's have some more music before you get too far into that one. Uh, so from Shadowrun, we've got Salish Shide. Uh, probably pro should be pronounced uh, Salish She, because Gaelic. And then after that, from FF Music DJ, which is one of our friends over at OC Remix, we've got Shadowrun running the cyberpunks. And yeah, the SNES version of Shadowrun is a pretty different game. But enjoy some music, and I'll speak to you guys again after this music break.
and we are back. Um, that was FF Music DJ Shadowrun running the Cyberpunks from our friends over at OC Remix. I didn't realise that that track was seven and a bit minutes long. Never mind. And I couldn't figure out where the skip to the next track button is on the new on the because I'm now using Radio DJ version two, and it's different from the old one, so I don't know where the button to skip to the next track is. <laughs> Oh well, so you just have to listen to all of it. And before that, from Shadowrun, Salis She. So, back to Shadowrun on the Genesis. Uh, once you get past the initial part of the story, your world opens up and you will have three main paths to follow, which are meant to answer the three main questions for main, uh, main character Joshua. Those being, who killed his brother Michael? What was Michael's last Shadowrun? And why was Michael killed? And yeah, I should have turned the talk bed down because uh, because of the new version of everything, um, it's all moved. So things are in different places and I'm still getting a bit used to it. We'll get there eventually. So, as with any RPG, you can improve your skills, but instead of experience, it's referred to as karma, which is gained from completing tasks, killing enemies, and advancing the plot. Aside from operating in the real world, you also have tasks which take you into the Matrix. Uh, insert the Matrix Neo Whoa sound effect here. Here you get to hack your way into various systems, but the difficulty of the hack depends on the system itself. If you're diving into the systems of a cheap motel, you'll have less of a problem than if you were trying to hack into, say, a law enforcement group or a rich corporation. Now then. So yeah, there was a lot of chat going on during that incredibly long song. Um, Turns out that because uh, for the next bit I'm going to be talking a bit about the uh, Shadowrun game for the Mega CD, and I couldn't find any of the music for it. Uh, but apparently Electric Boogaloo has found a couple of tracks, um, but they might be uh, some of the uh, some of them are in Redbook Audio format, the proper CD format, but they might be duplicates. I wish I'd known that last week, but never mind. Let's proceed anyway. So, as I said, our second Shadowrun game was for the Mega CD and was re like, released by Compile in 1996, in Japan only. This game, as far as I'm able to tell, has the prestigious or not title of being not only the last Mega CD game released in Japan, but as far as I'm able to discern, the last title released for the Mega CD, full stop. Due to it being released only in Japan, as you might expect, the majority of the game is in fact in Japanese. It seems to be more like a kind of visual novel style than the previous game, something more like Snatcher, and has a more of a kind of manga feel to the art. You still have combat sections, but these are resolved by re rolling a number of six-sided dice, which are determined by the level of your appropriate skill. Sadly, with the game being mostly in Japanese, I don't really know what the plot is, because I can't read Japanese. There were apparently at one point plans for a fan translation patch to be 
released, but as I can only find the last update for this I can find was in 2014. So it looks highly likely that this plan was abandoned at some point, as tends to unfortunately happen with a lot of fan projects. Because it's difficult to justify pouring a lot of time and energy into something you're not getting paid for. One of those things. So, because I couldn't find any of the Mega CD music, I've um, looked at the SNES version of Shadowrun, which is a complete, completely different game. Excuse me. Um, but I'm going to play one of the tracks from it anyway. So, from Shadowrun on the SNES, we've got Gunfight. And then, because it has the word cyber in it, and I'm cheating, uh, from Thunder Force... <laughs> from Thunder Force 6, we've got Cyber Fleet Stage 1, because it sounds cool. So, after this music break, we're going to talk a bit about Warhammer 40k. So, I hope you look forward to that, and I hope you enjoy these tracks. So, enjoy those, and I will speak to you guys again after this music break.
You're listening to The Hidden Palace with the wonderful Skyblaze only on Radio Sega. Well, I guess if you're here, it's not that well hidden, is it? was from Cyber Force 6, Cyberfleet Stage 1. Yeah, Thunder, the Thunder Force games in general have a really good soundtrack. Um, and it has the word cyber in it, so I'm counting it. <laughs> Before that we had Shadowrun on the SNES Gunfight. So, 
keeping in with a dark future, let's go full grim dark with Warhammer 40k and Space Hulk Vengeance of the Blood Angels. Uh, this game was published by EA Electronic Arts originally for the 3DO in 1995. Anyone remember the 3DO? No? Good. Okay, to be fair, the 3DO wasn't as bad as the CDI, but it still was not the best console in the world. Had some decent games on it, and I did like. I used to live with a guy who had one, actually. Um, but it was ported to the Sega Saturn in 1996. You play as a space marine, a genetically engineered warrior who acts as a main force in bringing the universe under the watch of the immortal emperor. The god emperor of mankind. Um, Jamie's saying, do you mean lightning force? Just saying that to an overhead hex. <laughs> Um, Multiclass Geek saying, I remember, yeah, uh, Multiclass Geek uh, used to live up here in Sheffield and he knows the guy I used to live with who owned the 3DO. Uh, who was a console collector. I actually did have a Mega CD, I was very jealous. Uh, his copy of Sonic CD did actually delaminate though, it suffered from a bit rot. It made him very sad. It made me very sad because I was playing it. Where was I? Yeah, so uh, in this game you are part of the Blood Angels, one of the oldest and most honourable chapters within the Imperium. Or so I'm reliably informed. My knowledge of Warhammer 40k is a bit spotty, I'll be honest. Um, you are tasked with intercepting Space Hulks. These are spaceships which have previously become lost within the warp, which is a terrifying area of messed up space that's mostly inhabited by demons and terribly awful things. Uh, so your job is to cleanse these ships of potential threats such as gene stealers, an alien race which hypnotizes and alters the DNA of species in order to conquer planets, and other nasty gribblies. You start out by choosing the mission you want to play, be that a training mission, just to get hold of, uh, get hold of the concept of playing, Classic mode, famous or original missions made for the game. Once you've picked a mission, you'll be, able, you'll be placed into a first-person view, with a mini-map showing you the area, along with the objectives that you need to complete. You can alternate between any of the space marines in your group, and you'll get to assign them tasks, such as moving to areas and interacting with any items. Hmm... Gene stealers that alter the DNA. I wonder if you could like make a, a Warhammer 40k skin for Among Us. Anyway. The game is dark, and I mean really dark. Literally dark. Light sources are a premium here, so you'll need to get used to working in hard-to-see environments and expecting jump scares from gene stealers who want to eat your face off. A multiclass geek is saying uh, the guy I used to live with had the only CD32 I've ever seen in the wild. Yeah, it was even working. Uh, this is before I did a lot of um, repair stuff, so he managed to find a working example, and that is the only one I've ever seen. Uh, even uh, the National Video Game Museum here in Sheffield doesn't have one yet. And that has a Casio Loopy, for God's sake. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah, the only thing, he, he he didn't have a Jaguar, he didn't have a, um, a PC Engine slash TurboGrafx-16, mostly because they cost a squillion pounds in the UK. 
So let's have some music then. Um, for all, this is a request actually from. Um, let's look my tour bed first. Uh, this is a request from Electric Boogaloo. Uh, we've got from Warhammer 40k. This is actually from Dawn of War 2. Um, I don't. I don't have the music from Space Hulk, Space Hulk Vengeance of the Blood Angels, unfortunately. It's it's a little bit obscure, I think. Um, so we've got from Warhammer 40k, Dawn of War 2, Orchestrated Catastrophe, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And then after that, we've got Total War Warhammer Skirmish. So enjoy those, and I will speak to you guys again after the music break. afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace.
and that was Total War Warhammer Skirmish. And before that we had Warhammer 40k Dawn of War 2 Orchestrated Catastrophe, which was a request from Electric Boogaloo. So, lastly, we're going to take a look at the first Dungeons & Dragons game to release on a Sega console. Now this is called Heroes of the Lance. This game was published and developed by US Gold, which is a name that a lot of uh, British old-school gaming fans will be familiar with. Probably familiar with cursing their name as well, but I'm not going to go into that right now. It was released in 1991 for the Master System, and is based off a portion of a D&D novel called Dragons of Autumn Twilight, which is part of the extended Dragonlance setting. As it doesn't utilise much of the D&D mechanics, it does still use the stats the characters would have as they appear in the rulebooks, um, but otherwise it's it kind of plays a bit fast and loose with the whole D&D mechanics set. Your quest is to release and uh, retrieve the Discs of Mishakal, which are guarded by the Black Dragon... Oh god, why did I write this down? Kishnith? I'm gonna go with Kishnith. Um, these are located within the, the ruined city of Zaksaroth, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna write, I'm gonna pop, copy and paste this 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 line into the Discord chat just to see how much of a problem I'm I'm kind of making for myself here. <laughs> because apparently I feel like torturing myself today. You lead a party of eight characters, although only one appears on the screen at any one time. Out of the eight, only three of them have special abilities, which are healing magic, wizard magic, and trap removal. The remaining five characters have no particular special abilities, so are effectively meat shields. <laughs> nice going. Because that's totally how D&D works. Oh wait, no it isn't. Thankfully you can switch between characters pretty easily, but they do not share inventories, so you need to move items between characters should they need something that someone else has hold of. So a game of inventory management, because everyone loves that. Uh, what's the... There are only three stages to this game, which you need to navigate your party through, and it's all side-scrolling style. There is a compass which gives you an idea of what direction you're facing, uh, giving you a pseudo-sense of three-dimensional space. But not really. But this is the master system we're talking about, it was doing its best. There's no real plot, dialogue, or choices to make in particular, so it's kind of hard to refer to this as an RPG, especially as the experience points you gain during gameplay aren't actually used for anything except in lieu of a score. Sort of. Kinda. Uh, Greyforce saying that the dragon's name would probably be pronounced like Kissynth. Maybe? Hard to say. Okay, so <laughs> let's have some more music then. I'm running low on time. So, um, I'm not going to use any of the music from uh, Heroes of the Lands because I found a couple of tracks and they're not actually very good. Uh, so instead, from Shadow Over Mystera, uh, I don't have any titles for these, but um, this is track number 114 in my list, so this is from D&D Shadow Over Mystera, 
And then after that, we've got from a game called Dungeon of the Endless, the main title theme, because it has the word dungeon in it and it sounds pretty good. So I hope you enjoy those and I'll speak to you guys again after the music break for Chiptune
that was Dungeon of the Endless, main title. Uh, Nicholas Amand saying that um, maybe we should let the composer for uh, Dungeon of the Endless compose the next Fantasy Star game. Assuming they do another Fantasy Star game, ever. Um, and I have no objections, because Dungeon of the Endless actually has a really pretty, kind of vague, is vaguely Fantasy Star sounding um, OST. And before that we had Dungeons and Dragons Shadow Over Mystera. And that was track number 114, because I don't have names on them, unfortunately. Now then, it's time for Chiptune Corner. Because uh, I was in a massive rush last week because of all the technical problems, I just decided I was going to stuff in one of my favourite Chiptune songs. Uh, and I decided I'm not going to change it because I really like this track. So, from German chip rock outfit Phonophonique, this is Space Invaders from their album 8-Bit Lagerführer. You can actually find, they've got a new album out, um, which you can find on their website, which is called Brave New World, their new album. I will put a link on the Discord chat. There you go. So this is from their first album, Space Invaders. I hope you enjoy it. And I'll be back after the music break to finish off the show. Enjoy!
you take me home? Can you take me home? And we're back uh, for the end of the show. Uh, that was Pornophonic Space Invaders, who are safe for work despite the name. Um, and yeah, I'm going to have to get hold of their new album. And I think they've got a live album as well that I'm going to have to get hold of. Because uh, they're one of my favourite um, chiptune artists. So thank you to everybody who's tuned in today. And thank you again to everybody who sent such lovely messages last week when I got very upset. Um, also thanks to Tom Campbell for inviting me onto his History of Sonic show. Uh, I thought that it, it was such a great series that... Um, and he did a, a great job. It's a beautifully produced um, hoping to hear more from him at some point. And maybe he and I and uh, Kevin from Last Minute Continue can talk about 80s cartoons at some point, because that would be pretty cool. Anyway, uh, for the last track for today's show, I've been replaying some of the Dot .hack games recently, both on the PlayStation 2 and uh, Last Recode, Dot uh, .hackGU, on the PS4. Uh, so, and it's some absolutely amazing music tracks in that entire franchise, uh, from the original anime through to the, the games. So, uh, the last track for today is I'm going to show a really beautiful uh, chill track from the Dot Hack Sign anime. Don't worry, Grey Four and Multiclass Geek, it is not that one. It's a nice, pretty, relaxing track. Relax, it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's, it's honestly, it's fine. Uh, stay tuned for, uh, I think Saturday Night Sega should be coming up next with Gavi. And tomorrow, I believe it's uh, Radio Redux in the LMC block tomorrow. And we have the return of Rexy Sega Mixer Drive tomorrow. So make sure that you check the schedule on RadioSega.net for finding out when those are on in your area. And of course you're going to have something to look forward to tomorrow. So I've been Skyblaze and this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, here is um, Dot Hack Sign, Key of the Twilight. Take care everybody. Good night.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.